0: the spiritual surgery podcast with paula mary international psychic medium and healer the spiritual surgery podcast is a development show focusing on techniques debates guests and much more to get in touch email spiritual at the Hello, I'm Paula Mary. This is Spiritual Surgery Podcast, a development show. Today, I have the lovely Jane Clements. She has always wanted to grow as a person so she could help others. With her lifetime thirst for knowledge, she had qualified in several therapy areas as a life coach, as an NLP master practitioner, as a hypnotherapist, and as a mindfulness practitioner. Jane's skills with extensive experience sets her apart because she's helped so many people in different and difficult situations. So today we're here to talk all about hypnotherapy. So I welcome Jane Clements onto Spiritual Surgery Podcast. Hello, Jane.
1: Hi, Paula. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's lovely
0: to have you on the show. And I know hypnotherapy lots of people want to study it lots of people want to learn it so it'll be really good to get your journey on
1: it lovely look forward to that
0: <laughs> so we're here mainly to talk about that but first what led you down the path for wanting to help people
1: yeah um my background is very different um i had quite a long and demanding career in human resources in london um they called it personnel back in the day didn't we back Mm. in the old days (laughs) um a lot of my work in London was around diffusing conflict um sorting out people's problems uh, resolving troubles that came up as a result of poor communication it was really all about the people Um, and whilst there are other aspects to my job that training and development, a bit of employment law, but a lot of it was around people work. Yes. Um and I did that for many, many years. And then well, it felt like many years. And then when I turned um 40, my life took a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I became a single mum. And I was a single mum without a plan really. Uh, so it was it was um fantastic and exciting but also a rather a scary place to be. Um, So I had a bit of a rethink uh, and moved out of London and took my then baby with me, Mm. relocated to the south coast of England and decided to retrain and develop my people skills in a Mm. more productive way. Mm. Mm-hmm. um I, I just was fed up of all the firefighting yes. I just wanted something a little bit different um where I could really make a difference
0: yes absolutely so did you have any spiritual experiences when when you wanted to go on this journey to confirm that this was the right journey for you
1: yeah I mean there were a few moments where I thought oh should I be sticking with what's safe what I know um and that was a real uh, conflict for me. Uh, mm. And uh, when I was quite a bit younger, actually, I was in my t- early thirties, and um, mm. my, my dad passed, and we were extremely close. Right. Mm. Uh, and one night, I was very sleepless, restless, as usual, um, not sure what to do, full of apprehension, apprehension and fear and uncertainty, really. Yes. And uh, he came to me in the mm. night. Yeah, he came to me in the night and Mm. in his voice, which I can hear now as I share this with you, just do it, Jane, just do it. (laughs) Um, And that wasn't um, that those were not unfamiliar words. He would said them Mm. to me when he was alive so Mm. so I knew it was him Um, I'm getting goosebumps about that it was was like just just do it I I, he may have even said just press the button and do it but he did say just do it and so at that point I knew that was the right path for me and uh, I made a conscious decision never to look back and just just move forward and develop and grow as much as I could um, in the area that I thought could make a difference yes absolutely and just quickly was your father then spiritual before he passed um I wasn't terribly aware of it until he became unwell um when he became terminally ill um he he did embrace um spiritual spirituality at that time um but prior to that I I hadn't been aware of it um But certainly since he's passed, I'm, I'm very aware of his presence a lot <laughs> of the time. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's that's really lovely to hear. And just and to, sh- to say that, you know, he came through to say this is the right path is absolutely yeah. Ama- ama- amazing. Yeah. Um, so was there another pitiable moment that happened to you to put you on the path? So, for example, how did you know it was hypnotherapy? Because there's so many different therapies we can now train in
1: yeah i mean i i myself um once i'd had my 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 daughter recognized the power of the unconscious mind for myself um because I'd moved from a place of fear and apprehension um to one of positivity and and looking forward and To be honest, I've been sort of reading around life coaching, hypnotherapy, NLP, um, and various therapies over the years as more of a hobby. Um, But when I realised how I could shift my own mindset for the better I just was determined that I wanted to to, to do that and, and help others, facilitate others to do the same. Yes. Um, and hypnotherapy seemed the most natural, natural tool to do that. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been amazing, really, yes. power mm-hmm. of the mind.
0: Yes, absolutely. So could you explain to our listeners what exactly is hypnotherapy? therapy and how it works because lots of people have different sort of opinions oh i don't want to go unconscious and someone can play games with me or you know there's a where you get hypnotized with the clock or whatever so if you could explain the truth jane that would be great
1: well my truth is my truth is that therapy is a form of therapy that uses the power of suggestion right to encourage positive change right the power yes. of suggestion that is the key and, and any hypnotherapist will likely use relaxation techniques um to help their client reach a state where the conscious part of their mind yes is relaxed right and then the hypnotherapy taps into the unconscious part which is open to suggestion and I think that's important to point out that we all have two parts of our mind the conscious part that does all the day-to-day stuff brushing our teeth washing our car whatever it might be and then there's all the unconscious stuff that's going on behind the scenes yes you know maybe a smell or a sound or something that just transports you straight back a previous experience and you think wow that really resonates with me I can remember that as if it were yesterday yeah. and that's the unconscious part of the mind doing its job
0: yes and I think isn't it fair to say sometimes we don't know how sort of dark our subconscious mind is how much we've we've actually as a child taken on and how much we have to release would you say
1: yeah, I mean, that's that's been my experience. Because um, sometimes these things get buried and hidden and then they pop up when you least expect them. Yes. And part of my job as a hypnotherapist is, is just to clear out some of those unhelpful patterns and behaviours. And, of course, with some things, and I'm no exception to that, we're doing these things for so long, we get really expert at them. Yes. And they become truly deep-rooted. Yes. But hypnosis is a wonderful thing, and ca- and can shift those thought yes. patterns, yes, and replace them with something more positive, if, of course, the individual is open to change, and that's mm-hmm. the key.
0: And it is, exactly is
1: not. a isn't it? yeah, there's no magic bullet with this. Um, it is about um, being open and receptive to something more difficult, yes, M- more difficult, more different. You know, more more positive, more helpful. Um, yeah. And I, I often, I mean, I have had occasions where I have had to say, you know, it's not my job to convince you yeah. that hypnotherapy works. I mean, it's probably similar in in some of the work you do sometimes. Yeah. Um, but if you're open, if you're open to the power of change, you know, wonderful things can happen. Yeah. no
0: Fantastic. So what training is involved to become a hypnotherapist, Jane?
1: Well, um, I think it's a really important point um, because industry guidelines would say that individuals should have completed at least a, a diploma, um, an appropriate diploma, and had well, no less than four hundred and fifty hours of of training. Um, and within that, you know, you need to have at least one hundred and twenty hours face to face. And I I agree with that, and that was the path I took. I mean, you know, people you know you don't necessarily want a, a newly qualified person mm. that hasn't had the experience of working one-to-one and face-to-face with people obviously life's changed with with COVID yes. over recently but um because there is these are just industry guidelines really and I think they're working to tighten it up now but yes. I think it's really important to get someone who's qualified insured with extensive experience um and I know for me, it's all about keeping my clients safe as well as keeping myself safe.
0: So. Yes, no, absolutely. So people have this concept that hypnotherapy over time can cure anything. Can it?
1: <laughs> I would say that um, in this world of of self healing, that hypnotherapy, you know, has a, has a place and does enjoy as much acclaim as other complementary therapies yeah. um, but I've worked with all sorts of people there is no doubt at all that it can relieve symptoms um, of people that are struggling with anything you mentioned even that are going through chemotherapy and, and cancer treatments mm. um, but it, it's it's extremely powerful with fear and phobias and um getting rid of um as i've said many times now unhelpful behaviors anxiety is a big thing confidence self-esteem um whether it can cure anything um i'm I'm not you know i i I would be sitting on the fence to say that certainly it can alleviate symptoms i've had great results with things like eczema um clearing up eczema um and other skin conditions but yeah
0: yeah well fantastic. And can I just ask, as a few people have said before, it can hypnotherapy work for past regression?
1: I'll be honest with you, I don't work with past life regression, oh. but I have peers who have had successful experiences with that. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So what are the main things that people come for you for? You said, but but say someone's thinking, Oh, my childhood. I've had a really bad time. I think I'm holding anxiety. Is that sort of perfect for you? And what would they expect from a session from you?
1: Um, If somebody came to me holding anxiety um, with every client, I have a a one to one, a complimentary one to one to see whether I can um, help them. Because Mm. everybody, you know, it's never one size fits all. And I am strongly of of the view that it's the work you do before you do the actual work that makes the difference. A lot of it is about rapport. I mean, we all know, right, if we go to the dentist, we want somebody we like, we can trust, and, um, you know, and we, we have a much better relationship with people that we are in rapport with, obviously. Yeah. So, um, from a session, I would first of all do that little bit of exploration um on the telephone, and then I'd have a, a, a session with them where I would understand um more completely their history um what they're what they're looking to change mm. um, I mean some people also um have uh, are, are taking medication to enhance their mood in some way. So I'm very careful with stuff like that yes. um, because, of course, if I'm putting them in hypnosis and they're already hearing voices, I don't oh. want to make a bad situation worse. So mm-hmm. in a situation like that, I would get a note from the GP and say, just check in with your doctor that hypnosis is the right, yeah. the right resource for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But typically, um, yeah, anxiety is something that pops up an awful lot of the time. Yes. Um, and I, again, would go through the process of deep relaxation. And once the client is relaxed, then I would give some positive suggestions um, within that that they can take away with them as well.
0: Do you think one, one session is not enough? Do you have to sort of do six sessions or how does it work? Or is it everyone individual so it's different?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not magic bullet um uh, there are a few things within NLP that get fixed quite quickly we'll talk about yeah. that at, at another stage but within hypnosis I generally recommend four sessions
0: right.
1: um, because what tends to happen within hypnosis is you start working on one thing and something else pops up yeah. which is underlying it's like I'm peeling that onion isn't it yeah. you know there are multi lots and lots of layers
0: gosh
1: so um yeah I would generally I'm gonna i'm I, I, you know, happy to do one session but i think realistically things are generally um require a lot more work than, than yes. just the one hour
0: yes no absolutely so could you share an intuitive side to your work whilst working jane
1: yeah i think um it's it's the introductory sessions where my intuition kicks in yeah. um as I, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, you get the odd sceptical client. Um, it's often the case that hypnotherapy is a last resort because they've tried everything else.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I very much use that first meeting to make my assessment as to whether we can work together while the client is doing the same. But the client with defensive body language is probably best placed to go and work with some somebody different. You know, I'm not there to prove to them that hypnotherapy works. Mm. Um, and there can be no change without change. And if I intuitively think that they're not going to be receptive to hypnotherapy, um. I probably would say you know do you want to have a, a, a proper think about whether this is the right the right journey the right journey for you um after all all hypnosis is actually self-hypnosis yes so to have an open mind is absolutely key to the success
0: well otherwise it won't work will it like any therapy not you, no. can't, you can't go and think well I don't really like this or uh, it's not going to work is it you have. Absolutely to have- It is going to work, and it is going to it is going to um, improve me. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Got to be open and fully engaged in the process.
0: No, absolutely. So, Jane, you also work as a coach and an NPL practitioner. Do you use these skills when you're using hypnotherapy as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, some people say to me, "Oh, I just want I just want hypnotherapy. I just want to get rid of my fear of spiders." or yeah, whatever it is that they want to get rid of, stop eating biscuits, whatever it might be. We're <laughs> amazed at the things that do pop up. Um, but I'm usually I'm I'm offering a solution. So as it is a solution, I will go to my toolbox um, and see what's appropriate for that particular client. So I do often use NLP, and and I work. As a coach, um, just to give an idea, I might a client may come to me with a goal or something they want to work on, yes. um, and we start coaching. So, coaching is you know, it's very different to therapy. Hmm. I'm not there to give advice, I'm there to facilitate a process where the client can come up with the answers themselves. Yeah. If within that session, I find that they keep saying, oh, I can't do that, or I don't know, I don't know that. Um, I would might be inclined to say, I notice you keep saying I can't do that. Oh, wait. Would that be helpful for me to shift that? What um, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, would decide is a limiting belief within hypnosis. Yeah. So the hypnosis could well be sandwiched between the beginning and the end of a <laughs> coaching session. I quite like that because it gives me many more resources to work with. Yes, of course. And and often people are come to me and they're very much, well, I do this, so they're sort of up in their head. So, again, I might use NLP or even mindfulness yes. to get grounded again. Yes. Because you can't work if you're not. Grounded? Absolutely not. I know that you would know. you can't, can you? And so I, I do. I do enjoy that. But that—that's the way I work. But I love the coaching. The coaching is—is is the key. Some clients are corporate. Um, some clients are, are working through something personal or career yeah. change. Could be anything.
0: So, how would the coaching side work for you? Again, would you come for six sessions, or is it a one-off, or does it vary again, Jane?
1: Um, it's normally normally four to six sessions. I, I think it's better value for everyone for sell programmes. Yes. Um, and uh, people enjoy that. Um, and also it, it means that I can set tasks between each session because it keeps people accountable. It keeps yes. people engaged. And the other thing is I don't just disappear for the week. I'm texting. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> um and I think people enjoy that support. And of course, we do a, a contract before we start. And if they say, oh, that's not for me, I only want to engage with you once a week. That's fine, too. Yes. Um, but yeah, so so that's um, that's how I, I like to work.
0: And can I ask just a question? What's the most unusual um, subject you've had to try to um, Clear through hypnotherapy. Dare I ask you? Oh,
1: there's a, there's a few. There's a few. Um, I think um, something that was uh, there's lots of lots of fears and phobias. Right. Um, fear of clouds is more common than you would expect.
0: Right. Gosh.
1: Yeah. So, and that that was that was very much an NLP process. Um, but that's quite debilitating actually. And people might say, well, fear a clown. But actually it's not that funny, is it, if you're afraid of clowns? No. 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 So um, that that was one that was one thing that, that um I was I was surprised, but had yes. great results, um, which was lovely. Um and and lots of people have strange things with foods and drink and stuff. Um had a really nice result with somebody who was, you know, wanting, just just drinking really, really large amounts of Coca-Cola on a daily basis huh? but this lady had been doing since she was a really small child. Yes. Um, and that actually was only one session. Right. Um, and it was really large quantities. Um, yes. And um, she came to me and said, this needs to stop. I've since had a baby and my baby is saying, can I have some of mummy's juice? Right. So because she was aware it was having a knock-on effect on her young child, yes. she brought with her to the session, which was right. tricky. Yes. And Nanny came too. Wow. So <laughs> actually, having the child there actually made my job easier. Yes, yes. Because it just worked as a catalyst and it and all came together really nicely. And the lady, as well as sorting out her teeth, she lost about three stone in something like wow. two months
0: that's that's amazing so when when your client achieves this how does that make you feel does it make yeah. you feel that, that is why I've done I've trained in this that's why does it make yeah. you feel empowered
1: it, it it it's a fabulous feeling of um being able to make a difference yeah. and that that's how so different to my previous life where I yeah. was just firefighting all the time yes. just keeping people out of trouble but um, <laughs> This is, you know, it is a, a life mission for me, and um, I just keep developing and training and retraining and doing all my CBD stuff, and and um, I just want to um, make the biggest difference I possibly can, really. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean. Uh, uh, what I share with other people a lot of the time they pass on to people they know so it's quite nice to give back isn't it
0: yes no absolutely so finally Jane where can people find you and what are you offering at this time (laughs)
1: um well I've got my website which is uh jane-clements.com um to be honest it probably needs a bit of updating but I I am at at the in these uncertain times. I am really keen to support people and make Mm. sessions affordable for them as well. Um, So I am absolutely giving a a 40-minute complimentary um, one-to-one on Zoom at the moment. I'm still on Zoom most of the time. Mm. Um, Just to see if people would like to work with me um, or not, or even just for a chat and a bit of advice or give them a steer. That's what I'm here for. So that's a complimentary. And if anybody wants to book any sessions, you know, I'm offering significant discounts at the moment Um, because I think, you know, I've been absolutely swamped with anxiety and and post-COVID stuff. Yes. Uh, So I'd love to to help in any way I can.
0: Fantastic. So, Jane, just say your website again for me.
1: Yeah, it's www.jane-clements.com. Fantastic. And um, I'll give you a, a mobile number as well, which is yes. 07740 986
0: Fantastic. Well, Jane, it's lovely to get an insight into your work. It's so lovely to have you as a guest on Spiritual Surgery Podcast. Thank so thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, I love I love what you do too, as <laughs> you know. So thanks. So Thank
0: much. you. Hey. Take Bye. care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Spiritual Surgery podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, just send us an email to spiritualsurgery at the
1: psychicclinic.com.